This is Travel Better Podcast, episode 21. Salem, Massachusetts, again! This is my trip in review, post-game show. I'm your host, Leslie Lello, and it's time to get going. So sit back, hit that cruise control, and enjoy the show. Hello there, this is Leslie Lello coming at you this week. I have the same topic as last week, except last week was, I'm on my way, and this week is, I went, it was awesome, let me tell you about it. So, let's get started to talk about Salem. Well, I will say that I was very satisfied with the trip. This is going to be more of a freeform show, more of, one more, usually when I'm talking about trips that I have already done, it's more of a freeform show, although I do have a bit of notes on it, but I... I had a great time. I had a great time. I went with a friend from college and we walked around and we saw a bunch of stuff. The end. <laughs> That'd be funny if I just turned it off. But no, um, I wanted to redo the show. Not redo the show, but add to it. I thought of just, you know, reposting it uh, last week's with that extra time on it, but I just thought I'll just make a new show. Uh, there was. There were things there that I had forgotten, there were things there that had changed, and. I can't be surprised at that because I haven't been there in over a decade. There were things there that I remembered by virtue of either seeing it again or having a conversation with my friend who she and I had gone other times together and it was she would say, "Hey, do you remember that?" and I was like, "No, I don't, but thank you. Now I do." So all that was really helpful to me, and I want to talk to you about it because I, I don't want you to have any... Well, you're going to have surprises on the trip. You always do. But we drove down from New Hampshire. I went to University of New Hampshire, and so it was... And so I have friends around there. And for, for me, it's much easier to just... I was thinking about staying there. That way we could do some of the night stuff, but it wouldn't have worked out anyway, so it was just better that I stayed up in New Hampshire, and which isn't that far. It's about an hour from where we were. So, uh, first thing is you have to navigate yourself over to parking. And there are meters, but if you're going to be spending and, and touring, spending some time there and touring around, meters aren't going to help you. I don't, I don't think it's going to be uncomfortable. We didn't try it, but if you're just running into like a shop, that's fine. Probably, if you're listening to this, you're not. So, there are a number of different options around, but especially during this time, the parking situation is meant to make... Well, first of all, before I get into costs and where to go and everything, uh, they, one of the people in the shop said, you know, Salem really makes their money during Halloween and, and October. It's really our biggest season. And then it's pretty dead. <laughs> ironically, <laughs> it's pretty dead the rest of the season, but it a uh, year, but it's, uh, you know, so they, they're probably going to be charging more. If you see that crystal in a shop, um, not to take away from the commerce of, of Salem, but you know you can be back in two months, maybe buy that crystal in November or December or January when there's less people coming in because there's a huge flow of people coming in in October. So getting into certain pricing for things, there were surprises for me. I don't recall having to pay a lot, a lot of money for parking, but 
I do recall that the, there were a few parking structures, so I might have parked in one that was a little bit further away. The one that we parked in, which I think is the official one, it was uh, $20, and that is a flat fee. They don't care. It's in a mall, actually. So it's the parking garage and the theater, the movie theater, and they have outdoor parking too, but we didn't look at that. We just went straight into the covered garage parking in the mall and we paid our $20. We knew we'd be there for the whole day. That was fine. But I wanted to tell you that because it was also a surprise for me. I don't recall paying that much. Last time I was there, I arrived at night. And, you know, who knows? I might have paid that much or whatever the equivalent was 10 years ago, but I just don't remember that. So, um, wow, inflation sucks. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, then we walked out of, well, we went to the mall first. That was, it was good. It was all right. They have a psychic fair going on there. It was, we didn't stop because we're just kind of, the whole, the point of the day was just to explore and see what found us. So we, we walked through it. That was cool. Always very beautiful things in Salem, even if you're not looking for crystals and incense and all that. There's just, the shops are very interesting because you see stuff there that you never see anywhere else. And very pretty jewelry and very beautiful handcrafted items. So it's always a pleasure. I mean, they have the kitschy stuff. Um, and just to make a distinction, I was going to get into this later in the show, but we went there to explore. And there are shops there that are very touristy. Things like little gold Buddhas and all that stuff that were probably manufactured uh, thousands of miles away. And I'm not criticizing that because I love those little gold Buddhas. They're cool. And all those, you know... Um, I don't know how to pronounce that, the Nam Champa, I know I'm saying that wrong, but incense from India, all that stuff, it's cool, and you can get that there, and that's fine. The ones, the shops that I really enjoy the most are the ones where you can get, or at least look at, really, because I'm not really looking for anything like that, but just you can explore some more authentic items that are for practitioners, you can feel it if you're kind of sensitive to things. You can kind of feel it when you walk in the store. It's, it just feels, mm, I don't know, like special and sparkly. But if you're not sensitive to it, you'll probably just think it's another incense shop. And that's cool too. But I just wanted to say there is a distinction. If you are interested in that kind of stuff, you'll, uh, you'll definitely know when you walk into something that's meant for the masses that come in. Like Pyramid Books, I'm not criticizing it. Um, and I liked going in there. We were in there for quite a while looking at the very cool stuff. It's on, just felt a little bit more. Um, this is for, this is for, oh look, I was hanging out in a witch town type of thing rather than, oh, I found a really awesome incense burner that like holds the charcoal and blah, blah, blah. That, that's a different type of thing. So, okay, but go Pyramid Books. They're cool. Um, I am on their like email list, so... That, that was kind of interesting to go in there. But anyway, so it was really, we wandered around for a while. We just went down this main street behind the mall. It's um, Essex Street. It's a walking and shopping mall. There's no cars that go down it. And it was really great. There were a lot of vendors on the street at this time of year. And there were a lot of people there, and it became more and more so as the time went on, because we got there in the morning on a Sunday. So we had 
more clear walking during the day. There were less vendors out though during the day and we just wandered our way down over to where they have this trial of um, the, the witch trials. They reenact that and, and uh, then we worked our way down to the artists. Um, it's, it's like this artist row, they call it, and it's where the lobster shanty is, which was recommended. Oh, well, here we are. We're, we got, we worked our way down. Basically, when you get to Salem, you can just wander once you park and you will find cool stuff. That doesn't really help you, though, if you want specifics. So we wandered down to the artist row, so that's why I'm getting specific. Uh, and we ran into this woman who works with spun wool and makes... Um, she's an artisan, and she makes beautiful items from there. And she was so helpful, and I, I adored talking with her, and and I really thought her work was beautiful, and she really told us a lot from a um, a local perspective. And I really was glad that she we didn't even ask her, but she was just like, here, let me tell you about it, because she, uh, I I like to tell you guys about the local, but I'm I'm not local to Salem but hopefully this will help you anyway and get you a little bit more connected than just picking up a guidebook and trying to figure it out on your own. So she got into it. We, she could, we could tell, we told her that we were hungry and so she's like, oh, lobster shanty right next door, awesome. And then she also recommended Red's, if San, Red Sandwich Shop, um, which is more of a, a dinery type place. That's where we chose. I had a a great fish and chips meal. It was very nice, so, but uh, lobster shanty looked great too, but we just felt like walking a little bit more. But she got into where we should check out, and we had already kind of, in a very weird way, we hadn't spoken about it, but we had both kind of, my friend and I had our eye on the House of the Seven Gables to explore. I like historical stuff, and she teaches English, so she was like, this is really cool and loves, you know, Nathaniel Hawthorne. So I hadn't read it, and I was kind of like, oh, well, I like historical, but I really should read it. But ironically, when we did go on the tour, nobody had read the book. <laughs> Who's read House of the Seven Gables? And nobody reads their hands. Who's read The Scarlet Letter? And, like, everybody raises their hands. So it, it was a good choice because I ruled it out because I hadn't read that and it's still worth going. It was a very good tour. But anyway, we were telling her we were both interested in that. Actually, we both told her at the same time and then we both realized that we hadn't talked about it, but we were on the same page. And so she said, oh, all right, well then you should go down and all the way down like Derby Street and that's where the House of the Seven Gables is, and you don't have to do the paid walking tour, but it is that's how you get in the house, but they have other Nathaniel Hawthorne stuff set up. But then she's like, you want to go to the candy shop across the street. It's really, you know, amazing candy, and it's historical, and, and we said okay. And so she really got into all that, and I really appreciate that she did. So, you know, we took her advice, went to Red's, got lunch, then we were on our way walking to the House of the Seven Gables and we passed a cemetery. Spooky, scary, woo -hoo. And so we explored that. It's really interesting and that's where a lot of the tours stop. So we spent a lot of time there kind of just standing next to tours <laughs> and finding out the historical information about the tombstones and why they were structured the way they are and who is buried there that is relevant. I'm, I'm going to post one of the pictures of the signs that I'm not going to run through all of that, um, like the 
all the famous dead people there, but it was cool because there was a spooky house next door and then spooky tombstones that were old and had cool pictures on them. So it was worth checking out. It's not normally my type of thing, but and it wasn't really scary because there were like 400 tourists there, but it was still beautiful in, in a way and just really nice. It was a good October in Salem thing to do. So we wandered around there for a while and right next to it is Liberty Street. And we had, uh, when we had first gone there in college, we were looking for the stocks because we took pictures of ourselves in stocks. Like with, when I say that, it's like where you put your head through it and your wrists through something that would hold people there publicly and like make them not move. So I, we were like, where did we take those pictures? Where did we take those pictures? And we believe it was right by that Liberty Street area. Uh, but I can't be sure, and who knows, in, in that amount of time, which is a lot of time, they could have moved them. But we got very excited about that. But what was interesting about that area, Liberty Street, is that's where we found all the haunted houses. So if you're not interested in all the, um, you know, more religious and spiritual stuff that goes on in Salem, and you're just like, I want a haunted house, I want someone to scare me, then you want to go over to Liberty Street, and you'll find a bunch of those places there. You'll find places to buy tickets for a walking ghost tour at night, it's candlelit. It's very much set up for tourists. It's set up for the typical um, Halloween experience that you would want if you're into that. So I, we walked down that street, we saw Frankenstein, <laughs> we, saw, <laughs> we saw, you know, that whole thing. There were lots of smoke machines and that was great and then we just continued walking and we made our way down we we passed Pickering Wharf but we didn't go in there I'll get into Pickering Wharf by the way if you don't feel here's two important things if you're as you make your way through Salem if you don't feel like walking or you can't walk that much there is a um, Salem trolley that goes around I can't recall if it was the woman in the wool shop or somebody else, but they said the Salem trolleys are awesome and they aren't that expensive and it's really one of the best deals in Salem to really see everything. We didn't do it. I've never done it. I usually just end up wandering and finding what finds me and it's perfect, but probably at some point I will do that. And it's it for an adult ride. At least at this time, it's $15, and it's a little bit lower for seniors and children. But you'll, uh, you'll, it's a good way to see the city because it'll stop at all the main attractions, like the Witches Museum and everything. Again, we didn't really do too many museums because we're like House of the Seven Gables. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and we could have taken the trolley there, but we didn't because we felt like walking. If you do feel like walking, here's another way to go. There. In they, obviously, I've told you they give out the little magazines that tell you about the town and different attractions, and they all have maps. And it's great because not only do they have a map with certain landmarks on it, scream out loud, haunted house, magic show, da da da, go to this shop, witch dungeon museum, gallows hill. Um, it also has a red line that goes around and the red line is there to indicate indicate a walking tour. So one of the pictures I'm also putting up with this 
podcast is that you can do this walking tour and they actually painted a red line on the ground so that you know you are on that walking tour. It's very, very helpful. I wish that more cities did that actually because it's so smart. For cities that you can walk around and see everything that way, the smaller ones, what a great way to tell tourists, like, you're on the right track. You've, you're seeing a majority of the important stuff. So they painted a red line all over, all over Salem. So uh, that is a great way to go see the city. And that was actually the main, I, that wasn't there, I don't believe it was there when I was there last time, but that was actually one of the main reasons I wanted to redo this, this podcast, because I didn't know that, and what a useful little tidbit of advice. So, and I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone there, if I hadn't just gone there. So there you go. We followed that red line all the way over to the House of the Seven Gables, which is a little bit, it's almost at the end of the line, um, and we, uh, but not all the way, and it's really not that far, it just looks big because the map makes it look like, oh, it's going to be far, but it's not. So we went in, and you can see some of the stuff, the, like the birth house, the house that Nathaniel Hawthorne was born in, which isn't really on the same location where it was when he was born. But they moved it over there so that it, they could have all that stuff together. And then there's the House of the Seven Gables, which has been through a lot of renovations. And the tour guides there are really wonderful and can get into the detail of that. And you, it's quite fun because not only are you getting historical perspective and getting to see these antiques in there and everything if you're into that, but you get to go, kids like it. Well, I imagine kids would like it because you get to go through secret passageways and staying in line with the historical, not the, the Seven Gables story. Again, I haven't read it, but they said that when it was renovated, the woman said, I want it to have more of a relevance to the actual house that Nathaniel Hawthorne based his story on. So fun, 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 going through all these little, little secret passageways. So they also have shows. We didn't stay for the shows, but in October they do do shows. But we were starting to get dark, and we really wanted to get back um, not too late. So then we started walking back, and we passed everything I already told you about. And we took our time when we got to Pickering Wharf because we hadn't walked in there. Now, at the time, my friend was like... Um, we were looking for a specific shop. We're actually, if you listen to last week's podcast, we're looking for the shop where that dude handed me the obsidian. And neither of us could remember, just handed it to me. He just knew I was looking for it. He knew before we walked in the shop that I was looking for obsidian. Um, we couldn't find it. We couldn't find the shop. And, but we're like, maybe it's on Pickering Wharf, da 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 But we kept looking and we couldn't find it. But what we did find were some of my favorite shops. Oh, I missed something about House of Seven Gables. Oh, how could I forget this? Candy! Candy, candy, candy. Okay, so <laughs> before I get to Pickering Wharf, there is the Ye Old Pepper Company, which is across from the House of the Seven Gables. There was actually a line going outside the door, and it's one of the oldest candy shops uh, that of in America, and they have fudge, they have chocolates, but what they're really known for, 
are the what they call blackjacks, which is the first stick candy, and Gibraltars, which is the first piece of candy made and sold commercially in America, and that started in 1808. And so I didn't, I haven't tried Gibraltars or blackjacks. I bought some blackjacks. I will probably eat them around Thanksgiving when I'm eating carbs again, but. I'm not eating carbs, except for the fish and chips that I had, because I was exhausted that day. Oh, you're hearing my dirty little secret. Okay, <laughs> little side note. <laughs> you didn't hear that. I'm still very good. No carbs. But when I walk, I need it. When I walk, I, I don't like to. This is becoming a completely different show. Anyway, I went in the candy shop and bought some candy, but I haven't eaten it yet. And I heard it's really, really good. It tastes like, people would say that it tastes kind of like creme brulee, the uh, blackjacks. They're like sticks of candy, the way you'd eat like a candy cane stick, but it tastes like the topping on the creme brulee. Haven't tried them, can't say if that's true, but there you go. Um, anyway, so going back to Pickering Wharf, I, in my opinion, found the best, most authentic Wiccan shops on the wharf. And to be clear, our walk was very... We skipped over shops. We'd go in other ones, whatever was drawing our attention at the time. So it, I can't say that there weren't a lot other places. But when we got to the wharf, it was like shop after shop after shop with really cool stuff. Not like, oh, look at this fairy and I have little stockings that are striped and look like witch stockings. It was more like, oh, cool. This is like one of those authentic uh, incense burners with the mesh on top so that when you you know drop stuff it's not going to it'll when you, the ashes start to come off the incense um, brick the charcoal brick it'll break, just fall through rather than having it scatter everywhere like that kind of stuff so and I found found the shop owners to be very very nice everywhere but especially on the wharf so I and as we're so while I'm here on this if you are gonna go for the um, October 31st celebration, the a circle, there is a, one of the shops, um, was, which was like New Aeon, it's called, A-E-O-N, I believe is how you spell it. Um, they have, they're having a circle. I'm not sure if it was the one, last week I was talking about one that I did, and I'm not sure if it's the same group putting it on, because I had a really lovely experience when I went a few years ago, but Anyway, I will post the website link. Again, this is more um, of a, the spiritual side rather than the spooky, scary, haunted house side. But uh, I feel like posting it, so I'm going to. So, and they were handing out information on that, and that will be around 5.30. I don't think that's the one I went to when I was last there because I did a parade first and the circle was later. So... So that is that. Very nice shops there. They did have also like the striped stockings and weird Harry Potter things. <laughs> there were shop, not that shop, but other shops that had that kind of stuff. So they also, actually one of my favorite like that kind of shops, gift shop type places, was also over there. So right next door. So, so just so you know that. So then we made our way back and as we were leaving we saw the candlelight tours starting up and if we we debated staying there was a an 80s prom party that evening we're like oh we should stay for that but it was starting to actually drizzle a little so 
it was a perfect time to leave. We had agreed. We're walking out, and it was even more crowded as we're leaving. And I just felt so elated, like I had had a really wonderful day, and just so happy to be alive and and in this having had a really fulfilling day. And I, I that's not unusual when I'm traveling, but it was even more so. And we could have stayed later, but, you know, you start to get tired. And Although I could have kept going. I could have, I was ready to just grab a, another non-carb bite to eat <laughs> and, and dance to, to 80s music, Flock of Seagulls. But I could have, <laughs> but we just decided to leave, and that was perfect, too. So that is my second presentation on Salem. I promise I will not be talking about Salem. I can't promise that, but I believe I've really covered the topic now. So go see it. It's fun. It's especially fun this month. And if you like doing stuff in, in like this Halloween type stuff and you don't want to run into the crowds, go on a non-weekend. But I think that, and I'm usually one of those people, but I think for Salem, it actually it makes it so festive. It feels just like this is electricity. So I would say go on a weekend and have fun with just being in that crowd and just feeling, I don't know, just the elation and just, it's just really nice. Uh, that is it for me. I have talked this topic to death. <laughs> and I will be talking about something else next week. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Happy travels!